he was like, so we're going to, I'm really going to do my, my best right now. I'm going to make her gay. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that she's not fertile. She's not going to have any kids. Beautiful humans, welcome back to Bedtime Thoughts, a podcast where we discuss black and queer issues that keep us up at night. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Juliet. So how are you doing this week? Again, week, today, on this day. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? (laughs) On this day in history. Er, You know, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. A bitch is cramping a little bit. Just a little? Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like, really, if, like, the Bible was a thing. Oh, my God. It's so early. (laughs) It's so early. (laughs) Like. Okay. No, but, like, for real, like, if really ease punishment for eating the fruit, you know, like, the forbidden fruit Mm -hmm. was, like, that she would get her period. I just feel like, what the fuck is wrong with God? <laughs> like, genuinely. Like, genuinely. I feel like that's some psychotic ass shit. You know? You don't think that's like a warranted punishment? No. Bleed every month for 30 years? No, I don't. You don't think that's typical? <laughs> nope. That's interesting. Yeah. I just, I feel like... Yeah, I'm going to make you and literally all of your descendants suffer <laughs> well, and bleed <laughs> for at least seven days. At least seven days. At least. Is your period seven days? Yeah, it's seven days. But sometimes, like, some people's periods are longer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm God's favorite because... My period comes every, like, six months, and I bleed for, like, three days. I don't know if I would credit that to being God's favorite. <laughs> that is true. He doesn't want me to reproduce. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that one, we're going to stop that one right there. <laughs> we're going to end that lineage. <laughs> he was like, so we're going to... I'm really going to do my, my best right now. I'm going to make her gay. I'm going to make sure that she's not purple. She's not going to have any kids. Yikes. But then you were like, the what devil like? works hard, but the gay agenda works harder. <laughs> Watch, I'm going to be pregnant in like five years. <laughs> oh, no. Just kidding. I don't want that. The devil works hard, but science works harder. Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like, why did you come right out of the bat with that? I was not prepared. Because I was, I'm genuinely, like, upset about it. I feel like every period I'm like, this is the worst period. But then I'm like, fuck, you say this, you've been saying this every month since you were, like, nine. Yeah, so I just, you know. <laughs> just so you know, if I seem, like, a little bit more feisty this episode. <laughs> it's because my ovaries hate me. I'm glad that you. I'm glad you recognize the level of feistiness that you have on your period. I feel like my 
tolerance for life just like <laughs> decreases. <laughs> just like a sharp decline. A sharp decline. <laughs> it's like you're looking at the graph and it just like literally just goes straight down. The stock market crashes. There's no warning. It's not like a gradual thing. It's like doop, down and it just crashes and burns. <laughs> It's like Wall Street's response to COVID. Yeah, exactly. Until the government was like, let's make more money to bail them out. That makes sense. And then they just, you know, we'll do it again in another few months. Yeah, but let's just give everybody else $1,200 and call it a day. Right, exactly. Mm. Uh, So that's my tolerance, you know. (laughs) Okay. It's giving. (laughs) Well, for everyone who doesn't know, Juliet has like a magnificent pain tolerance. It's kind of like inhuman so (laughs) it's like out of this world so if she's like in pain from her period just like imagine what that is (laughs) it's (laughs) probably awful (laughs) so sorry thanks um so anyway how are you (laughs) moving forward um i'm all right i'm good living life feeling blessed and grateful I just turned 25 a week ago. About a you week ago. Did. About a week ago, a week ago. She old, y'all. She old as fuck. But this birthday was awesome for me because I actually, I think that's my victory. Mm. I just went right in. Anyway, I, I just want to say that I'm super grateful for this another year of life. And, um, you know, just just looking at all of the positives in my life right now. So... What was the biggest lesson that 24 taught you? The biggest? I mean, there were a lot of lessons. Um, Most memorable. I think the biggest lesson that I learned at 24 is that I have the greatest team behind me. I have so many friends to be grateful for, so many friends that support me and love me unconditionally. And I think, like, when I was younger and, like, you know, 18 to like 22, I didn't really appreciate what I had. And, um, but they've always been here. My friends are like day one. In the last few months, I've really grown to appreciate my friends and like how they've been here for me. I think that's great. I'm glad that like you've come to realize the people who like are there for you and like kind of take that in. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, um, in my early college years, I had like this idea that like the people, like I wasn't where I was supposed to be and I was supposed to have different, like different people around or like I was supposed to be friends with other people or like made me feel like I didn't have friends because I wasn't friends with certain people and it was just and I wasn't doing certain things like that other people were doing and it just like I had a serious case of FOMO and I just didn't appreciate (laughs) I just didn't appreciate what I had and what I had was absolutely beautiful and I wouldn't trade it for the world I just couldn't appreciate it at that point in my life because I felt like I needed I felt like I was supposed to have something else so I remember Juliet knows very well but she stuck around anyway. I remember, like, you would literally talk to me and you'd be like, I have no friends. (laughs) And, like, I'd be, like, awkward. Mm, Okay. 
And you're like, I have no one to hang out with or do things with. And I was right. like, weird. <laughs> and it's like, I honestly, I can't even tell you why. I can't even, like, it sounds awful, but, like, I just didn't. I considered you more of a roommate than a friend at that time. I don't know. Like, I felt like we didn't have that. We didn't have that relationship. Also, like, isolated myself in that sense. I agree. Because, like, I remember, like, we would still try to, like, invite you to things or, like, invite you to hang out with people mm-hmm. or, like, come to things. Like, one time, I remember I was, like, going to, like, a bonfire on the beach. And I had invited you. And you were like, well, I wouldn't really have anyone to go with. Really? I do not remember that. And I was like, awkward. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I don't remember that. So then I just left. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I was not, I, my eyes were not open. I do remember, though, being really hurt. And I think, you know, just because I didn't, like, I probably, I didn't fortify that relationship, but I remember being really hurt when you guys had Friendsgiving with um, Sarah and Chelsea and didn't invite us. And we're, and I was just like, man, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like at that point, because I know that was like at a point where it was like, we really weren't talking anymore. And I, at that point, I felt like it wasn't like, like, I was already hurt, and I was like, I don't really know that this is, like, worth pursuing anymore. Like, mm-hmm. pursuing this friendship is, like, what I felt like at the time. I can remember, like, distinctly feeling that way. Yeah. It was a weird time. But. But here me. we are. <laughs> you grow through it. You do. But I think it's, like, a testament. Like, I think that, you know, like, people change, relationships change, friendships change. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But I do think that, like, sometimes, and not, like, all relationships, but some relationships, like, require you to take a step back yeah, for a little bit and, like, be like, okay, you know, like, let me evaluate this mm-hmm. and evaluate, like, sometimes it's, like, an internal look, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At it. But I think 24 just brought me a lot of clarity in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. opened my eyes to, like, the immense blessings and amazing friendships that I have, so. You do have some amazing friends. I do. felt very loved. You are very loved. I'm going to cry. Okay. <laughs> did I just do my victory? I think I did. <laughs> What's your victory? <laughs> My victory is that um, I started journaling mm-hmm. and um, mostly because my therapist told me that I should start journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been like really good for me to like help me sort out like my emotions and my feelings. And um, so... <laughs> It was actually, like, interesting. So this is, like, a little bit backstory before I get into, like, what I was going to say. But someone who listens to the podcast was, like, you keep saying, like, you're really sad, but you haven't told anyone, like, why you're sad. Yikes. And I was, like, yikes. Okay. Like, you didn't have to, like, call me out. 
So, without getting into too much detail, someone who I care about deeply hurt me very deeply. And it's made me really sad. And so, through journaling, though, I have come to realize that I tend to, like, put other people's emotions before mine. Mm -hmm. And I consider... I consider, like, what they're going to feel a lot. Um, And I try to shape my emotional reactions around knowing that. Mm -hmm. And I try to shape my emotional reactions around, you know, understanding that these people will also have, like, certain emotional reactions whether it'll make them sad or angry or something like that Mm -hmm. and so even in trying to like care for myself I tend to cater to other people's like well-being before I cater to mine Mm -hmm. and through just like journaling and like word vomiting on a paper I've like come to realize that like I very much put other people at the center of things even like when I've been hurt and Um, and so through this, I've just realized that I need to prioritize my emotions and prioritize like my feelings and understand that all of the things that I feel are valid, Mm -hmm. you know? And if I was hurt in a situation, like it's okay for me to acknowledge that I was hurt, you know, like I have that right to do so. And just, like, really sitting with that and accepting that. And I know, like, for a lot of people, they might be like, well, duh, like, you were hurt, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It was just kind of like a revelation to me mm-hmm. that it's okay for me to say, like, you really hurt me. And right now I don't have the capacity to, like, forgive you or to consider your emotions love that for you that's awesome yeah. okay girl way to work on yourself a bitch is <laughs> trying but just succeeding tbh mm-hmm. yeah no succeeding does not mean the end it means progress that's so. fair that's really good i like that <laughs> so juliet what is keeping us up in these motherfucking sheets Okay, (laughs) so full transparency, I know that we were supposed to talk about pride, Mm -hmm. but when you were talking about your birthday and, like, realizing your friends, like, your the group that you've had in your life, it just, Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe we should talk about our friendship because I feel like it's important to acknowledge that while people, like, grow apart, like, sometimes people grow back together and, like, relationships change and I Mm -hmm. feel like our relationship is a prime example of that for sure you know (laughs) because we've been through all the stages (laughs) gone through every single stage yeah of a relationship yeah we can totally talk about that I would love to talk about that okay so I don't know I guess where do you want to start I don't know um I guess we can start with like how we've I mean, everybody knows how we met. We met at college, right? And we mm-hmm. became roommates through crazy situations. Some um, fuck shit. <laughs> some fuck shit. Um, and, like, best friends. Well, we were really good friends then. 
And then I think we moved away. I don't know. Did Do you think we had a good relationship our freshman year? I think we did. No? I think that our relationship freshman year started off well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely feel like we were, like, growing apart freshman year. Really? Yeah. In what ways? I don't know. I, like, I think towards the end of freshman year, mm-hmm. it was, like, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like we were as close. I don't think it was, like, a bad thing. I think it was just, like, you were trying to find, like, your, like, solid group of friends. Mm-hmm. And, like, at this point, I think it was, like, a time where, like, I had my group of friends, but also, like, things were getting serious between Kayla and I. hmm And so I feel like I spent most of my time either with Kayla or, like, with my other, other friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, like, when I think about it, I think about, like, the supercut of our friendship freshman year. Like, I think about us going to, like, going places, like, double dating with you, Kayla, me, and Cam. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that was, like, the bulk of our relationship, honestly, um, after we both started dating them. We didn't really do anything together. Um, yeah. On our own. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, also... Um... Aside from double dating, I think it was it was one of those, like, weird situations that I think, like, lesbians kind of fall into, mm-hmm. where it's, like... You, you do everything with your partner. Yeah, you do everything with your partner because, like, your main group of friends are girls and people are like, oh, it's, like, the two of you, so let's, it's like, It's, like, the everything. girls, yeah. It's not yeah. as separate as in separate genders, like, at, where Cameron could have gone and done his own thing with his guys and, like... I go and do my thing with my girls, but you had your yeah. girls. <laughs> yeah, Kayla was, like, a part of that group, so it was, like, yeah. at that point, this is, like, we would do things, but also, like, Kayla would be there, and our other roommate at the time would be there. Like, yeah. You know, like, we would go to the movies, but it would be, like, not just us. But that's how, that happens. Like, that's what happens in relationships. Yeah. Um, and then sophomore year, you got – you – we're trying to figure out if you're going to go to um, the academy, right? Mm-hmm. And you were living with Kayla, I think. Yeah, right? sophomore year, we were supposed to live together. Yeah. Oh, guys. This <laughs> is what happened. Where, I think that's where I was like, fuck Juliet. Um, <laughs> really? Because, yeah, well, because I was I was really hurt, I think. I, I remember, like having these plans with you guys we we're gonna live together i don't remember exactly what we were gonna do if we we're gonna Kayla live wasn't gonna live with us okay well then it was probably maybe just you it was I don't just remember. me and you i just yeah. i don't remember I th- and then i think that summer you were like i'm not coming back or like oh yeah that's what happened you're like i'm not coming back and then i had to figure out who i was living with and that was a whole thing and then you came back and lived with kayla and i was like okay huge fuck me but I didn't know the whole story yeah so like backstory what happened was freshman year was like more so an agree with agreement with my parents that I would like go to school 
Um, and then I was just like really having a hard time, like not dancing. And I just like felt really lost. So I actually had like auditioned for like two places to join like the, like a ballet conservatory or to do like this apprentice at, to do an apprenticeship at a different ballet company. And I got into both. And around this time, my parents and I were like falling out. And the one of the like the the ballet company was where my parents live. And the conservatory was in Jacksonville where we were going to school. And um, my parents and I got into a falling out. And so like living with my parents again wasn't an option anymore. And I was I had already like withdrawn from like school and everything for like the upcoming semester because I was like I'm going to do like the conservatory mm-hmm. and I was going to like get a job and work mm-hmm. and um at UNF I could withdraw for a semester but still work on campus and so that was the plan was to like get a job off campus and to keep my job on campus mm-hmm. and then do the conservatory during like during the week. And like I had like really thought about this, like I really thought this through. Mm. But because I had withdrawn for from that semester, that means that like I didn't get like the financial aid that would have covered me living on campus. Mm-hmm. And um because, like, I essentially, in the simplest way, I, I pretty much got paid to go to school. So I didn't – I wasn't going to get that. And, like, I didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think about that. Like, that I wasn't going to get, like, the refund that I normally got. Um, And then Kayla was, like, moving in with two of our friends at the time. Mm-hmm. And so – because I was going to go live with my parents and then, like, shit went downhill. It was, like, a last-minute thing. Like, I had to figure out somewhere to go. Yeah. After the summer was over. Yeah. So then I could, like, stay with Kayla. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly how, like, what our plans were. I think that we had planned to live in the villages. Mm-hmm. And then I think after you told me you weren't coming back, I was just, like petty Alyssa and like I was just like fuck Juliet like I don't want to talk to her no more <laughs> I don't want to yeah. be a friend and then like that's I think that's where like it started and then I saw that you were living with Kayla and I was like okay fuck me right so like, I didn't know the whole story at the time mm-hmm. and um I think that's where like our falling like that where the f- start of our falling out was yeah yeah. I think, like, we never really talked about it. And I think that I was also, like, a little bit confused around that time because, like, we did stop talking, but I didn't, like, fully understand why we stopped talking, mm-hmm. like, in full transparency. Um, I wasn't very clear about it either. I was just like, well, okay. You know, yeah. I, I kind of felt like – I kind of felt fucked, like – I didn't, I didn't get, I wasn't prepared for you to not come back to school. Like we had made these plans before we left. And then, um, and then during the summer you decided not to come back. And so I was just like with my dick in my hand basically. And I was like, okay, well 
she doesn't she obviously doesn't care about me, so mm-hmm. why would I care about her type of thing? And um you know, that's just the way that I operated back then and I don't like prime Alyssa <laughs> situation. Like I just walk away from my problems. Like I don't I'm not going to address it or anything. So yeah, That's but I'm sure, how. like, it was also, like, confusing, too, because, like, I did end up re- re-enrolling yeah, no, for and the then semester. When, exactly. So, like, after I was, like, fuck Juliet, like, she doesn't care about me, and then she comes, she comes back and lives with her girlfriend, I'm like, okay, she actually just didn't want to live with me, and she couldn't just tell me that. And so, like, yeah. I was making all these assumptions about the situation, and I was just hurt that, you know, it had happened that way. And so I was just like, you know, I'm going to just yeah. move on. And then we, like, never really talked about it. But then um, it was, like, we started – we didn't really have – Tammy was kind of, like, the glue. I don't really know how you met Tammy. Um, How did – well, we went to Pride. We went to Pride that year. We went to Pride that second year. I don't know how we fell back into each other, but we've gone to Pride together every year. Yeah. So we, we went to Pride that October, and then – you brought me to Tammy's house for a party. I, I think it's probably because Kayla and Cam were also friends. Oh, okay. Probably. And it was like they were friends and then we would end up hanging out because of that. Mm. But, like, that section of our friendship is really blurry because, like, I felt but, like, again, I was, like, kind of confused because we just, like, didn't talk about anything. And, like, yeah. that was such a shit summer that, like, I, like, had every intention to be, like, oh, my God, like, wait till I tell this bitch what happened. Mm-hmm. And, like, that never happened. Yeah. Like, and then, like, we just you never also, talked about it. You also never reached out. Like, it wasn't just, like. I, I didn't reach out over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't really reach out to anyone. The only people I really talked to that summer was, like, Kayla Tammy and like Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like really I, know how because Cam wasn't living. Cam wasn't at UNF that year, so I don't know how we ended up going to Pride. I think it was just kind of one of those things like, "Hey, Pride's coming up. Like this is a thing we do." So what's that was our first it? Pride though? No, it wasn't. We went to Pride our freshman year. Oh yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. We've gone to Pride every single year since we've been in Jacksonville. That's true. So, yeah, um, I don't know, but it was, like, really confusing. But then somehow we ended up living together again. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we – I really have no idea. That part of our friendship is super blurry. It's so blurry. I But I remember having the conversation. It was yeah. me, you, Tammy, and Kayla, and we were out at the parking lot, and we were we talked about living together. Yeah, all four of us. Well, I think, like, the three – well, the three of us or the three of you were going to live together, and then I – came in or the three of us were going to live together and then Tammy came in. I don't remember exactly how it went. Yeah. But something like that. And then we lived together again. Mm-hmm. And then there, that was a whole nother era of fuck <laughs> shittery. <laughs> of our friendship. Oh my god. Um, yeah. That was just another another chapter of pettiness. I don't even know where to start with that one. I think that we started off really strong again. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it was just, like, those little things that come with living with someone, you know? Yeah. And living with someone that you are once close with and, like, just, like, not – just being young and not knowing how to communicate also. Mm-hmm. So 
all of that really. But I think like when you like boil down like that whole section of our friendship, like it really does come down to the fact that like we didn't know how to communicate with each other well. Yeah. And like it was also we were both living with our girlfriends at the time. Yeah. So it was very much a house divided. Yeah. And so like and I remember um yeah, I and I, I remember talking to Kayla about, like, whether or not you were upset at me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why don't you just ask her? And I was like, well, because she doesn't want to talk to me, so I'm not going to talk to her. And it very <laughs> much became, like, this. A whole thing. Like, it became, it escalated so quickly. And, you know, like, there were times where it was, like, I wanted to tell you, like, what was going on. But it was like, but wait, I'm upset at her. Yeah. And it just, like, I think, like, in friendships, like, we sometimes, like, we don't realize, like, what we're doing while we're doing it. Like, we don't realize, like, how much we're isolating ourselves from people mm-hmm. that, like, we truly do care about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think that now, like, talking through it with you, I looking back, I think it was just, like, a combination of our entire first two years of knowing each other and then like not resolving that problem and then just like jumping Mm -hmm. right into living together and then on top of that living with our significant others and devoting all of our time and energy towards them you know Mm -hmm. so it's just like a recipe for disaster (laughs) yeah but like we I feel like we were also like trying to like discover ourselves and like figure out like what we wanted and, like, mm-hmm. who we were and all of these different things. Yeah. So you think on top of, like, that pent up with, like, I don't know, 20s angst. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 20s angst for real. I feel like it was, like, a, a like culmination of just, like, not knowing how to communicate and, like, trying to figure shit out and then also, like, dedicating all of our time. Because, like, when you look back, like, we were – still so young like you know yeah like i'm i'm pretty sure we were like 19 and 20 yeah we were young yeah we were fucking young i don't know if it's like common for like people who are like close now to like have experiences like that you know but, i don't like, know yeah i i can't, couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you because like i feel like you're like the friend that i really kept up with after we graduated anyway Besides, like, Rondé. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah. But I, I just feel like we wanted – like, I wanted to be in your life, though. You know, like, that was never, like, a question. Like, I always wanted to still be your friend. But it was just, like, I didn't know how to, like, work through everything that we were feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, And that. then we finally, like, got to, like, the boiling point. And I don't know who reached out first – but did you reach out to me first? I think so. I think it was like, I think it got to a point where I was like, uh, I kind of miss Juliet. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think actually I had just started going, I just went to therapy right before mm-hmm. I re- like reached out to you. And reach out means like walk across the hall to her room <laughs> literally to knock on the door that was always closed yeah oh my god wow 
it was like we didn't even like guys it was like our friendship was at such a like hard point where we no one was really ever in the living room never unless like our girlfriends were home yeah we weren't in the living room i don't think i ever spent time with juliet by ourselves Mm -mm. like during that time and i just remember just always being annoyed when you were home i was like oh this bitch (laughs) yeah yeah. But then, like, we, like, we took that really long walk. Yeah. I feel like we worked through so many things that, like, e- neither of us realized, like, we were experiencing in our friendship. We had a really weird, we had a really weird relationship because we were, like, there for each other, but, like, almost in a superficial way. And then, and then we were, like, mad at each other for the next two weeks. You know, yeah. it was very, it was a very rocky situation. And it all came down to us not knowing how to talk to each other and us not like list, like actually listening yeah. to each other. And that continued well into graduation. Yeah. Like even after like we had that conversation and we're like, okay, we're friends again. Like, yay. This is so great. Yeah. And like. And it was great for a while. Like, I remember going into your, like, actually, like, entering your bedroom, laying on your bed, talking to you, like, us having, Mm -hmm. like, conversations and stuff a few weeks after that. And And we went and got brunch. We were like, oh, let's make it a point to get brunch together. We got brunch one time. (laughs) Once. That was it. Once. (laughs) And, you know, it just, like, we kind of just fell into the same patterns, I think. And, like, also being busy with school and, like, track for me and, like, all of your extracurricular activities. And, like, we just we just fell into the same patterns. Yeah. We definitely did fall into the same patterns. And I think, like, you know, when, when it started to happen again, like, I think, like, you know, looking back like how I would handle our friendship so differently but it's also because it's like I've grown through realizing that like yeah the way like you know like I handled my emotions at the time wasn't healthy either but I think like it was at a point where I personally like I was like really insecure and I know that like we got so close but then it was like our relationship was superficial and I didn't really know a lot about like what you were going through and you didn't know a lot about what I was going through but I remember at like one point just feeling like um like you were like always out of town and you were traveling because you were in track and like you were doing all of these things and like I wasn't jealous of me like jealous what because no way but like I wasn't no way, Julia. I was jealous of you. Was I jealous of you? You were jealous of me? Yeah, girl. You you were in you were involved in all of these things. You were like top of everything. You were just a super outgoing person. You had all of these friends and like all of these meaningful friends it seemed like and I was just like I want that. Like that's that's what I'm striving for and I think that's where like the conversation of like I don't have any friends came into play because I was like comparing myself to you. I was like yeah. Juliet has all these people like why don't I have all these people? And then like I look back and I'm like wow, I did actually have quite a few friends. But You did. It was just like <laughs> I couldn't see that because I was looking at your friends and I'm like I don't have friends like that though. <laughs> Yeah, I feel yeah. like I was 
I feel like I was more so jealous of the fact that, like, I wasn't included mm. in, like, the things that you did. In, like, my track meets? No, just, like, well, that, like, but also, like, just, like, you would be, like, you would be, like, yeah, I'm going to go, like, do this with, like, these people. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, like, when I would, like, go out, like, oh, I'm going to the arts market, like, I would, like, try to my best to, like, tell you. Like, when I was doing something, and then I just remember stopping because I was, like, she doesn't ask me when she, like, does things with, like, her friends. And I remember having this conversation with Kayla. Like, I'm not included, so I didn't want to, like, include you anymore because I was, like, being petty. Yeah. And I – but it really, like, came from a place of, like, I wanted to be your friend still, you know? Like, I wanted to have that relationship with you. I think I was, like, when we were living in the retreat – um, I think I was at a point where I was just, like, not, like, just a retreat, but, like, the retreat and gate. I was just at a point where it's, like, Julia's just my roommate now. And, like, you yeah, know, that's, you know, that's just a relationship that we have. And I remember when we worked together and you told someone, like, oh, yeah, this is my roommate. And I was, like, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I was, like, weren't we friends before we were roommates? But, like, okay. Yeah. I definitely, I think I viewed our relationship as more of, like, a roommate relationship, and that's probably why I was like, okay, I have to separate my roommate fun from my friend's fun, and I have to find friends outside of, like, my house. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Like, so when do you think, like, our relationship started to mend? Because we definitely did grow apart. Um, our relationship started to mend in 2020. I'm just kidding. I <laughs> no disagree. I'm just kidding. Um, I think after I think honestly after you left Jacksonville is when we started to mend. I think we were decently close before you left, like before graduation, but there was a lot of miscommunication around that, and like I just don't remember us being super close around that time. And I remember you moving and I'm I was like not really there for it so I feel like our relationship started to mend probably like after pride the first year you lived in Orlando I remember having this conversation with Kayla of like wow like okay we're graduated like who are we going to keep in contact with and I remember don't hate me I remember being, like, Alyssa, like, I remember you being, like, someone I was, like, it's either, like, our relationship is, like, going to sink or it's going to slim, like. Yeah, I honestly, I didn't think that we would ever talk again. I literally was, like, yeah, that's what I told Kayla. I was, like, we're, like, I'm leaving and I don't really think that, like, Alyssa and I will ever be friends again. I don't even remember, like, what happened. Like, I I know you came for Pride. Yeah. What was the turning point? I don't remember. I have no idea. Oh, you don't I, remember? No, I think that it was very gradual from, like, you moving to Orlando and, like, we talk, like, every now and then. But I don't think that our relationship blossomed to this until this year. Like, yeah. maybe, actually, I've... no, that's a lot. So I think our relationship was really strong last Pride, Pride mm-hmm. 2019, um, and maybe, like, that... Was I there for your birthday? No, I don't think I was there for that. No. Was I there for that? No, I wasn't there for that birthday. You were, but I remember that was the turning point for me because you were, you did come for my birthday, but you spent my entire birthday, 
like by yourself with someone else. Yeah. Not by yourself, but like not with like me and like yeah. the friends that I brought and like my sister. Mm-hmm. You were like off the entire time. Like you had driven all the way to the springs, but you didn't mm-hmm. spend like any time with me. Yeah. And it made me really upset. And that was when I was like, I'm not going to be petty about this. I'm going to tell her that it upset me. Yeah. And I called you and I told you and mm-hmm. we talked about it. I think and that I, was the turning point. Julia and Alyssa figure out how to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> that was the turning point of our friendship. June 2019. After yeah. meeting in 2014. Yo. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Five, five years later and that was when but I think also like it took me living by myself like not by myself but like living away from like my friends and living away from Kayla at the time to just like figure out like okay like what do I want like who am I who do I want to be like you know mm-hmm. and I think that was a year that I kind of decided that I was just going to work on not being so passive with like Mm -hmm. the people that I care about because you weren't the only person I had a conversation with like I had a conversation with like two of my other like close friends at the time Mm -hmm. about like our friendships and I had to like reflect like what was I doing in these friendships also yeah like that was that was inconsiderate of like the people that I wanted to be close with after that, I think that we we definitely talked a lot more, um, but it definitely wasn't to the point where it is now. Like we Mm-mm. certainly were not talking every day. Yeah, but um, I think that was truly a turning point for us in like communication and yeah. telling each other like what actually. I mean, for you at least, like you were able to articulate like what hurt you and how you felt about certain situations. And I don't think that I was able to do that until very recently. Yeah. But I do remember, like, feeling like we were both making an effort to be at least, like, friends. Mm-hmm. I think that we both acknowledged that we want we wanted some type of relationship. Yeah. and I, But I think, like, you know, when I think about our friendship, I think about, like, this idea that we have about friends that, like, friendships don't require work really like you're just friends yeah like if you're gonna be friends and you're gonna be friends yeah but I think like really like friendships are just another form of relationship and like no it's not romantic Mm -hmm. but it's still like you're still merging two lives together and like two people with two different histories and Mm -hmm. like insecurities and all these different things and you're merging those lives together and like you still have to acknowledge that like bringing two people together takes work you know you could have like because I feel like when we met like we hit it off really great like we had like Uh, such great like banter and like great chemistry like yeah yeah and um and I think like we think a lot of times like in friendships like that's enough Mm -hmm. and it's not like you still have to what I learned that year was that for me was that I have to put work into my friendships as well. Yeah. You know, like I have to take the time to like figure out like how you communicate and like what's your love language and things like that. The same way, like the same energy I would put into like a romantic relationship, you know, is like you still have to put that into a platonic relationship with your friends. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, creating that the like the subs the sustenance of a relationship, the actual content of a relationship, and not just that outer shell that is like that playful banter that you might have going into a relationship, and like all of these maybe like superficial similarities that you might have. Like, there's way more. Everybody is so different, and our personalities are just so like similar, but also very different in how we you know, how we, <laughs> this communicate. thing, yeah, how we communicate Relate. and like, yeah. And, and in order to like figure out what works best for the two of us, that requires a conversation that requires work that requires us to like want to do that. It's not just going to happen overnight. It's not just going to happen because we want it to. Yeah. Like just as much as like, I feel like we idealize this idea of, um, you know, putting all this work into your romantic relationships and learning the person and figuring mm-hmm. out. But it's like, you know, if we didn't, if I didn't like wake up one day and was like, I need to communicate better with Alyssa and I need to like not be passive aggressive with her, like we wouldn't be here. And like, it's the same with like, well, maybe if you came to the conclusion, you would be there. <laughs> But, like, I just feel like, at least, like, on my part, like, if I didn't realize, like, if I didn't self-realize, like, that I wasn't doing what I should, like, for as much as I wanted you in my life, Mm -hmm. to not include you in my life, you know? Like, I wasn't including you in my life, and I wasn't being, I wasn't making the effort, Mm -hmm. because, like, I was just allowing petty shit to, like, bother me all the time. And I think that we have this idea that, like, if it sh- if it if it's going to be, then it will be. Or, if mm-hmm. you know, things will work out if it's meant to be. And that's not always the case. That's actually very rarely the case. Mm-hmm. And um, I really appreciate you, like, realizing that. Because I don't think, honestly, I don't think that we would be here if you hadn't reached out. I think that we would still be on our petty bullshit and we would have never talked again. Yeah. After your birthday. Um, mm-hmm. Because I would have been like, she's mad at me for no reason. <laughs> Why the fuck am I going to reach out? Like, I, I wouldn't have never known that that hurt you the way that it did. Yeah. So, yeah. I definitely think that situations like this fortify growth in all mm-hmm. aspects. Not just our, our friendship, but in other friendships where we can see how we're reacting to someone and how we might be reacting to another person based on our communication with between you and I, I might change the way that I communicate with somebody else because I realize that the way that I'm communicating is not healthy. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I wanted to go back to um, when you said that, fuck, that was that last line was so good. It made me forget what I was going to say. <laughs> Thank you. That's a compliment. <laughs> Um, there was something and I was like, oh, that, like, that is it. But it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think, like, you know, when we, oh, I remember. It was, like, when you, you said that, like, a lot of times we think, like, if it'll be, it'll just be. Mm-hmm. And I've come to realize that I really don't like that mindset. Because I, I've realized that you and someone can have, like, the most perfect chemistry. You can feel like 
like when I remember like when we met and we were I was like talking to my friends and I was like oh my gosh like you guys would love her like we get along so well like our friendship mm-hmm. is just gonna be so great like whatever yeah, you know I remember hyping you the fuck up <laughs> and like I remember just like going off and just being like this and I remember thinking along the lines of like we're just gonna be friends forever mm-hmm. you know and not as and but I think like this idea that like you can just let something with no maintenance be Mm-hmm. and it'll just be perfect and I that's how I saw a lot of things and I don't think it's a very realistic thought anymore yeah. um especially like recently it's like the things that you care about take maintenance you know mm-hmm. just like everything else in your life just like taking care of yourself and your yeah. well-being taking care of your romantic relationships taking care of like you know like your parental relationships or even like with my siblings like and all of these aspects, it's like these things require maintenance. Like nothing, if you leave a lot, a vacant lot as is, it's gonna overgrow with weeds. Mm-hmm. It no matter the potential, it could, it could have the potential to be the most beautiful piece of land that you've mm-hmm. ever seen. You know, yeah. it could have the potential to have like this beautiful revolutionary building on it, but it won't. If there's no maintenance, if there's no work put into it, it's just yeah. going to be a plot of land with weeds. And, yeah. like, that is our relationships. Then those weeds can be insecurities and it can be, you know, like, pettiness. It could be things that we let fester because we didn't take care of it, you mm-hmm. know? And we didn't put the work that we should have put into it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just like that, like, we need to, like, take time and, like, learn about, like, the people that we want to have relationships with our friends and like be as invested in their lives as we would be our significant others lives yes yes 100 percent. that was such a great analogy <laughs> thank you just off wonderful. the top of my head <laughs> just off the dome off the dome i was thinking about this earlier too like not only is maintenance important for relationships and having strong relationships but also recognizing that relationships change and relationships Mm. evolve and people change and like being able to be flexible and learn how that person is changing in order to like change your relationship with that person there is a requirement to change as someone else is changing because your relationship is always going to be evolving and I think that's very difficult for people because they're like well this is how my relationship was when it started Mm -hmm. and like it's not like that anymore so I don't really want it or like I don't want to I don't want to like work on it like it's not like that so I don't want it anymore and Mm -hmm. I think it's very foolish and I'm very guilty of this I'm very like it's very easy to walk away from something that isn't comfortable it isn't like what you're used to right so I think that understanding in friendships that we're all growing we're all we're literally growing up together you know and we're all like finding our place in the world we're finding our careers we're we were in school at the time we were doing all of these things to try to like propel ourselves forward and we just didn't acknowledge that we were ever changing yeah And I think that's so important to realize that one day you're going to wake up and it's not going to be all about like partying and stuff. You're going to be a different person. And it's like, you know, you have to, if you want to maintain a relationship with something, you have to be willing to change. Exactly. And like the same people that we were when we were 18, so different from the people that we are today at 24, you know, like, and 25, 
25. You're 25 now. <laughs> but, like, I remember – okay, like, I know I talk to people way too much in public places. I was on the train, and I sat next to this old lady. And If there's anything about Juliet, she can fucking talk to a duck. Like, anywhere she goes <laughs> – she can, she'll make a friend with someone. Oh, I do that. Oh, hey, how are you? Like, it doesn't matter. She'll make a friend anywhere we are. Yeah, I love talking to people, but I sat next to this lady and we were talking. And it like started off like she was telling me about like her kids and stuff like that. And then she asked me if I like, you know, was dating anyone. And at the time I was dating Kayla and um, mm. she was like, you know, I was kind of hesitant to tell her. She didn't even, like, bat an eye. She didn't really care. Honestly, she just probably wanted to get to what she was going to say anyway. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, she was like, I started dating, you know, my husband, and we've been married for, like, 30-something years, and we started dating when he was, like, a 20-year-old rock climber, and she was like, and he was so hot, and then, you know, she was, like, going into it, and then she was like, and then he, we got married, and now he's a, like, 22-year-old accountant, and, um, you know, and then she's, like, and she's just pretty much, like, going through, like, their different ages and how, like, they both changed and, like, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I thought that was really interesting so much so that, like, as soon as I got off the train, I, like, called my sister to, like, tell her about this conversation. And it's something that me and my sister talk about to this day still is that conversation that I had with this old lady. And it's so sad. I can't even remember her name. But, like, she was just saying that, like, you have to, like, understand – Her advice to me for my relationship was that I needed to understand that the person that I'm with is is going to change and like being in a relationship isn't about like keeping the same person that you fell in love with. It's about learning to love the person that you're with in the stage that they're at now. But I think that can translate not just into romantic relationships, but like your friendships, because like when we met, you were a 19 year old you know, D1 athlete. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you're a 25-year-old health coach. That and sounds so... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, like, really elegant. Like, I'm really out here just health coaching it up. <laughs> Real upgrade. <laughs> Real upgrade. But, like, you know, but it's, like, our priorities change as we grow up. And yeah. who we are changes. And we... As a society, as a whole, we're so afraid of change. Yes. And we want to hold on to history. We want to hold on to things so badly that we can't acknowledge the beauty of what is in front of us. You know, like, we can't acknowledge the, like, The evolution. Exactly. And the Mm -hmm. progress that, like, we have seen over the years because we're so busy like well like you're not the same person that like I became friends with when when I was 18 and it's like of course you're not right that is such a silly expectation to have to expect you to be the same person all comes down to comfort you know it all comes down to like what we know we Mm -hmm. know that we liked that person like we have no idea that we're gonna like this person that you are now but Mm -hmm. it's very it's like very it's a very childlike mindset to be like, I don't like that. Like, I don't, I don't know what is coming next. So I don't want to participate in it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's important to acknowledge in all aspects of your life that things are always going to change. Like things always change at my job and I'm always resistant to it. I'm always like, shit, 
I don't want this to change because I'm really used to this, but it's going to happen anyway, you know? And so you can get on the bus and get with it or you can leave and I'm not going to leave my job. So I'm going to have to get on the bus, you know? And that's the same thing with friendship. If you want to, if you want this friendship to work, you're going to have to get on the bus and deal with it or you Mm -hmm. can leave, you know, like people are going to change regardless of what you want. And like, I think to not expect people to change is to not expect is growth. It's not to, yeah, to expect growth, but also to, I think we deny people so, like, much of what they've experienced while we know them to deny them that growth and that change. Yeah. To say, I expect I expect you to be the same person with the same dreams and the same yeah. goals and the same aspirations because it's like, okay, but haven't you seen that over the past years? Like, this has happened and I've done this. I've accomplished this. I failed at this. I've succeeded at this. Yes. We deny people that acknowledgement when we expect them to say, when we expect them to say the same yeah and i think it's a real like a true testament to like how deeply you love someone when you're when you're allowing them to grow and to progress into something that they were not before you know mm-hmm. like it's i remember i distinctly remember one of my friends um he was always going to go to medical school he was always like um he's this very like authoritative type of person and we were always like you're going to med school right and when right after graduation he was like I'm not gonna go to med school I'm gonna go to PA school all of my friends were like what no like you're not that type of person like I was also like this like Mm -hmm. you're not that type of person and all these types of things and like we did not acknowledge that he didn't want to go to med school anymore this is Mm -hmm. not something that he wanted anymore we were just stuck in the past where he was always going to go to med school he was always like that top dog Mm -hmm. and um it like I remember it distinctly because it was like a true light bulb moment for me I was like why are we doing this we should be supporting him in whatever he wants to do you know like if he wants to go to PA school so be it now he's gonna fucking go and be probably one day president of a hospital he's gonna go into like healthcare administration but things that you want to do change and Mm -hmm. like having people around you who acknowledge that and will support you regardless is like the place to be it's incredible like and it's what you want like you want a friend group that is going to say like I I can acknowledge that the things in your life has changed and I want to be there with you while it changes. But I mm-hmm. think that there's also a beauty in understanding that not everything is meant to last forever and that some Ooh. friendships will inevitably end. And that's yeah. not always a bad thing. Yeah. It's okay to say like this was beautiful while it was. Mm-hmm. You know, like while while we were friends it was great and we grew together but now we're growing apart and I'm going to be here to support you but I understand that like the place I had in your life I no longer have in your life and I think like we also should normalize like people's friendships changing not necessarily towards becoming the best of friends and Mm -hmm. things like that but towards like hey I can be like a supporter for of you, you know, right. and I still want to be there in your life. But I also acknowledge that I don't have the capacity to be the best friend that like I once was or mm-hmm. the close friend that I once was. And I don't think that means that friendships necessarily have to end, you know, mm-hmm. but it can mean that like they change in a sense where you're more of a bystander than you are like a close friend too. Yeah. yeah. 
And I also think that comes with like maturity, like acknowledging that you're just not that person for them anymore or they're that not that person for you anymore and and like letting them go. Because it's yeah. also very selfish to hold on to someone who you're holding back or that and it's toxic to hold on to someone who's holding you back. Yeah, I agree. And like we can't hoard people, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can want a great community and you can mm-hmm. want a great support system. But, you know, like you can't do it at the expense of like holding on to people who just can't maintain that place in your life and like Mm -hmm. I think about like the friendships that I had freshman year that were great like the friends that I had freshman year helped me accept my sexuality so much and I will be forever thankful for all of the people that I was friends with freshman year you Mm -hmm. know and like the roles that they had in my life and even just like the role that they had in my life in terms of like Honestly, I feel like some of my friends, like, freshman year really, like, this might sound dramatic, but they really kept me alive because, like, that was, like, freshman year, my eating disorder was so bad, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, having friends who would literally wake up and get to my dorm because they knew that I couldn't sleep and they would be there at 7 in the morning with, like, smoothies and food. Mm -hmm. Like, those people, like, I will be forever grateful for, you know? Like... And they will always hold a special place in my life. But I also understand that, like, as much as, like, they were significant in my life, it was, like, I had to understand that, like, they're at different places in their life. And I will watch them and I will, like, always root for them and we stay in contact. But we're not, like, the best friends that we were then. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to be okay with that, you know, to say, like, Because at first I was like, why don't you want to, like, talk to me? Or why don't you want to be in my life? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure there are people who felt that way about me. But, like, it was such a myopic point of view. Yeah. You know, to, like, not acknowledge their growth and see what they're doing to better Mm -hmm. themselves and to chase their dreams. Yeah. It's very, like, not to sound mean, but very self-centered. Like, Mm -hmm. why aren't you in my life? A hundred percent. Yeah. It's growth to see that change. It is. And, like, reflecting on it is, like, powerful, I think, Mm -hmm. to see, like, how far we've come. Because I think oftentimes we think about, like, we look at ourselves and we're like, I haven't changed. Like, things things are, you know, the same. But looking back on these five years, like, you see how much we have evolved Mm -hmm. as people. Yeah. And as friends. Yeah. And... I don't know if it's, like, controversial to say, but I think, like, we should stop looking at just romantic partners as life partners. Like, as partners. You know? What do you mean? I think, like, not life partners, but, like, as partners in general, I think. Like, I think that we should acknowledge that other people will have significant roles in your life other than, like, a significant other. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, like place them on similar ground, I guess. Yes and no, like, distribute the expectations that we have of Mm -hmm. one person Mm -hmm. and acknowledge that other people can also feel, feel like, other things that you need. Take on other roles. Yeah, I was listening to um, this woman. Her name is Esther Perel, Mm -hmm. and she's, like, a relationship counselor person. She's really popular. Anyways, um... She was saying that 
we expect so much of one person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we expect them to be, like, our confidant. We expect them to be our, um, you know, like, we expect them to be our everything. Financial yeah. advisors. We expect them to, like, always be the shoulder that we cry on. But it's, like, how many times, like, just in the past year have, like, we been there for each other, like, when we're at some of the lowest points in our life you know like how many times have like you been the shoulder that i cry on yeah you know and like would you say that i'm your partner like i'm one of your partners i would say like yeah like you help me navigate life and i think that's what partners do partners help you navigate life you know and like i don't know i just i think like we should acknowledge that idea like There are people who, like, you know, I think about people who have, like, childhood best friends and have those childhood best friends. Like, like you and Kertisha. Yeah. Like, I know you guys have, like, been through things, and I don't know, like, the full depth of your relationship. But I do know from what you've told me, at least, that you guys have been there for, like, some of the hardest moments in your life. Like, you guys have helped propel each other forward, you know? And, like, and I would say that Kertisha has helped you since you were a child navigate through life. Yeah. For sure. We definitely have, and we've been best friends for, like, 15 years. Yeah. That's a long time. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I think that we should we should acknowledge that certain people in our lives hold those higher positions mm-hmm. and, that can help, and can help us through all of these things. I think it is a lot of pressure to put, your par- to put on your partner to be that everything. Like, I know, for me at least, like, I have issues being, like, that only person for them, and I I want them to have a life outside of me, and that's something that I've always, like, pushed for. And that comes with that. That is met with friends, that type of, like, um, not situation, but that kind of, like, relationship is met with, like, everyone having their own people to go to in times of need, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I for sure, I agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, friends, um, this is a long ass motherfucking episode. Oh, this uh, is a long episode. Thank you for being a friend. Down the road. Okay. Down again. <laughs> but, um, all right. Um, do you want to get into final thoughts? Hucha. Um, so many things to summarize. So my final thoughts, I guess, are that be aware that relationships are ever-evolving in any capacity, whether it be um, romantic or friendships. They're always evolving because people are always evolving. And in order to maintain those friendships, you need to be able to change with those people. And they need to be able to change with you. Um also communication is key in everything because things can get blown out of proportion from just simple pettiness and then they can turn into three year long fights and then you can lose people that you really care about um but it can all be solved with communication for the most part um also just just be grateful for the people that you have in your life and understand that sometimes it's not always going to work out 
but sometimes it's worth saving and, um, and it turns into a really beautiful relationship at the end of the day. And I'm really grateful for you, Juliet. Oh, I'm going to really cry. grateful for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did not expect this episode to be so emotional. Mm. Um, <laughs> my final thoughts are that, similar to what Alyssa said, like, sometimes you really have to, like, take a step back and look at the people in your life who you truly care about and you want to be in your life forever and realize that that's going to take work. It's it's going to take communicating with them and it's going to take, you know, directness. Like, you have to be direct with the people that you love and, you know, if if those people value your relationship just as much as you do and your friendship just as much as you do, then they will be receptive, you know? And it's a testament to your growth individually and as friends. And, you know, like, never stop telling the people that you care about that you appreciate them. You know, like, a lot can get lost when people feel unappreciated and when people feel like you don't value them and the relationship that you've cultivated. I think that, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just trying to navigate life in the worlds that we live in. And you can't do it by yourself. And you can't do it without growth. But most importantly, like, you can't do it without a support system. You can't do it without, you know, people helping you, acknowledge, acknowledging things, keeping you accountable, you know, like, truly being there when you need them. Yeah. So... If there are friends that you have that matter to you, make sure they know that they matter to you. Um, also, life is just too short to let, like, pettiness, like, get in the way of beautiful things, like, truly beautiful relationships. So, those are my final thoughts. I'm really grateful for you, Alyssa. And I'm really thankful that I have gotten to witness what is it? Six of your birthdays? Yeah, I guess so. I've gotten to witness six of your birthdays. I've gotten to be there for all of them. Despite all of the fights, somehow we've always managed to like come together for two events. And that's our <laughs> birthdays and pride. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> Every single time. and The most important times of the year. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm just, yeah. The love I have for you is overwhelming, and I'm so glad that you're my best friend. Bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, guys, that's mushy and gushy and gross, so we're going to move on. we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go. Um, so we just wanted to thank you guys for staying up with us. We wanted to remind you all to vote. Truly vote. 
please. Make a voting plan. Please. Um, whatever is going to make you more comfortable and make sure if you are going to vote by mail to track your ballot, mm -hmm. you can track them. It is very important to do. And um, stay educated. Stay educated about the things going on in your local government. Stay educated about the things going on in the world. And get some sleep because you deserve it. For real. Because <laughs> we are... Not going to bed because <laughs> it's like the afternoon, but it's not the night because it's not the night. Um, but follow us on all the things on Instagram at BTT podcast. Let us know what you think about this mushy ass episode and leave us a review on Apple podcasts. Five stars only. Five stars only. Follow us on Spotify, all the things, like I said, and yeah, have a great night. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all on that note bye <laughs> bye <laughs>